Hey, everybody. Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths, and Dustin joins us. Hi, Dustin. How you doing? Hey, Bryn. Real good. How's yourself? Fine, thank you. Well, here we go. It's Groundhog Day, the time of this taping. Today, we're talking about gold versus Bitcoin. I'm looking forward to this because I've heard so much about both. Where do you want to start? Well, it's a, it's an interesting topic, and uh, you know some of the large investment houses have gotten weighed in on this subject in the last couple of weeks. So I thought it might be a good uh, good topic to um, uh, you know d- discuss and maybe iron out for our listeners. Um, I, I've had quite a few people. Uh, you know, mostly from my hockey teams, uh, asking me about <laughs> cryptocurrency in the last couple of years. Okay, uh, my clients, my clients know my my opinion on cryptos, and and uh, uh, you know, I, I don't view them as investments. I view them as pure speculation, and uh, I don't view Bit- Bitcoin any different. But I guess the uh, s- some of the large uh, investment houses are, are having a change of opinion. Uh, but of course, they have a vested interest because if if people are buying Bitcoin from them uh they they get uh you know a little little bit of uh skin in the game to buy it and to sell it right that's how they make money so 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 um, what bothers you the most about cryptocurrencies like what is is, is it is it the fact that it's pure speculation on your part pure, pure speculation and really no underlying uh you know um assets to justify the value right so one one they're, they're just fictitious value versus uh you know gold i i can i can buy an ounce of gold and i can pick it up and i can see it and i can turn it into jewelry or i can keep it in a safe or i can pay a, a bank to store it for me um you know one is an actual business which seeks uh gold ore deposits and refines them and, and sells them at a profit whereas the other one is uh perceived value I, I truly view Bitcoin as the largest Ponzi scheme on earth right now. The only reason it has any value is that, uh, you know, more, more people are buying it than are selling it at the moment. Uh, now you could say that about uh, a stock as well or, or gold as well, but at least I have physical assets underlying my stock or, or my ounce of gold. Uh, whereas Bitcoin or any cryptocurrency is really just uh, a logarithm um, in cyberspace, right? So when people talk about Bitcoin mining, um, that's literally these uh, pods and pods of computers, um, you know, uh, sol- solving these riddles, if you will, and, you know, at the end of the day, being rewarded with a Bitcoin. And, and this is this is how the the whole uh, cryptocurrency space works. Um, now, could could Bitcoin be a store of value? Well, in theory, it could of course, um, as long as uh, something has a perceived value uh, and and you can trade it. Well, then it can be a store of value. Uh, cryptocurrencies in their present form could could never be used as a currency for purchases because they're too volatile. So, and I, and I think when, when Elon Musk said, I think it was kind of early 2021, he said, Oh, I'm going to start accepting Bitcoin to pay for Tesla's. And then he realized um, that his bankers didn't like that idea too much because yeah. uh, you know, your Bitcoin can be worth 60,000 one week and 45,000 the next. You can't really do business that way. Right. So you need a little more stability than that. Um, otherwise, well, 
you might liken it to doing business uh, in Zimbabwe uh, where you had something like 23,000% inflation uh, one year, right? So you never know what your money is worth. And I think that's that's the same thing with, with cryptocurrencies at the end of the day is if they're fluctuating all over the place, how can they possibly be a legitimate store of, of value? Um, so the, the other, the other un- unusual circumstance is we've never really seen uh, the impacts of inflation on a cryptocurrency, right? Because we're just, for, for the last 30 years, we've kind of been in a, in a flat or declining in inflationary environment, and we're now starting to see inflation rear its head. And uh, how is... Uh, Bitcoin is going to perform under those circumstances. Historically, gold has been a little bit of a hedge against inflation. Um, and the other, the other aspect is, you know, how, how does uh, Bitcoin perform in a, in a bear market? Um, I know that when uh, the, uh, the down, downfall happened in the spring of 2020, Bitcoin wasn't faring so well. Now they, they quickly started advancing once, um, the government started pouring money in and the market started going back up, but they were down at $3,000 a coin for a while there in, I think it was in March, February, March of uh, 2020. So, uh, when, when Goldman says that, uh, Goldman Sachs comes out and says that Bitcoin could take away market share from gold as a store of value, um, that, th- that's a definite possibility. Right. Um, so when, when you're looking at the overall store of value market, um, that, that's basically people parking uh, cash in assets that they don't want to put into any other market like real estate or stocks or bonds. And right now that that market is estimated to be about three and a half trillion dollars, okay, of, of which Bitcoin has a uh, roughly $700 billion market cap as of the time of we're recording here. Yeah, uh, which is about twenty percent of that store market. So gold's roughly two point six, two point seven trillion dollars. Uh, the gold that we know about, or that is, uh, you know, tr- traded as an investment. There's no no real way to know how how much gold people have stored in, uh, you know, basement safes and and, and whatnot. So uh, when we look at Bitcoin from that perspective, they got about twenty percent of the market. Now, is that actual a store of value? Uh, I I will still stick by my estimation and my prediction that as soon as the central banks like the Federal Reserve deem uh, their digital currency to be the only one uh, of legal tender, you're going to see a a massive uh, head for the the exits uh, on these cryptocurrencies. And of course, what happens when you try and get 10,000 people on an elevator? Uh, It, it, you know, gets a little congested. Yeah, it can't, can't happen. You don't have enough yeah. people. There, there'll be no one to, to buy these things, and they'll just plummet off a cliff. So uh, when I look at gold versus Bitcoin, uh, one, one is uh, a perceived value based on underlying business fundamentals uh, with a physical commodity. The other is just fictitious value. And I'll, I'll, go, with the, uh, I'll go with the one that the actual produces a physical product at the end of the day. Are you surprised how much research you now have to do on this? Cause as like I said, I, I, and anybody who's followed any of your podcasts, we know how you feel about it, but you, you obviously have to kind of keep abreast of what's new. And this one just doesn't seem to go away. Well, in, in the last year I've seen, um, 
uh, a cryptocurrency based on a, a dog. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, there was a cryptocurrency um, released uh, based on specifically catering to the LGBTQ um, uh, community. Uh, so there, there's, you know, it's really fad investing and, uh, you know, I won't knock somebody putting out a product because if somebody will buy it, you can make money off it, but sure. it doesn't mean it's an investment. So uh, from, from my perspective, uh, you, you should have some things consistent. If you're looking at investing your money, you should, Hey, you should have a physical asset or, or, a, or a service that you can quantify um, and value if you're going to be putting your money into something and uh, everything else is just speculation. So that, that's why I've avoided the sector. I, I don't like the, uh, I don't like the sector one bit. I've never owned any cryptocurrency, nor will I buy some. If I have a client that asked me to buy some, I would direct them to a self-directed brokerage or, or a site that they could buy some on. Um, it just doesn't interest me. It, it's not, it's not a sector I'm willing to put client money at risk. Uh, I'm not in the business of speculation. I'm in the business of investing. And I think most of my clients understand that and, uh, you know, are on board with me for, for that reason in particular. Well said. How do people get a hold of you? I can give me a call uh, on my cell phone, 780-905-7729. Or uh, you can reach me on my email, dlamontang at researchcapital. And don't forget to check out the website, which is researchcapital.com. And uh, that's it for time. We'll have more helpful hints coming your way in future podcasts. Thanks for listening to Making Sense. Dustin, thanks. Have yourself a great day, okay? Right on. Thanks, Brent.